I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never Good call, Eric. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 The Game.com. It's Sam and Greg on this second day of October. We say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And you know what I did, Sam? I wrote down four cities because I thought we were doing a four-hour show. And so, you know, well, I only got room for one more. So okay. I'm just going to read them off anyway. Actually, I got a twofer for this one. Oh, I had, got a twofer. I had Dallas. You know, we say good morning, Georgia, and then a special good morning to you folks in Dallas mm-hmm. and out there in your neck of the woods, Mountain Park. Mountain Park. Mountain Park up there in Gwinnett. But since I got two more I ain't going to get to, also going to include you fine folks in Loganville. And in I was just out, just out in Loganville. Were you? Yeah, I was out there about a week ago. Stopped by to see the Red Devils. Uh, Red Devils are undefeated. Six man. and they, zero. Yeah, they're making they're, they're making yeah. history out there, man. They ain't done like this since the seventies. They've had they, TV stations come out there and visit them. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, man. And, and you and you know what, coach out there. Shout out to, 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 to Brad Smith, who's the coach out there, and he was assistant up at Calhoun for many years. He, um, you know what, Eric? I I got, went out to the school and I drove in and I said. Oh, I see why he took this gig. Man, they got brand new subdivisions going out right across the street from the school. Just brand new housing developments that are coming up right. You you drive out the school driveway and right into this. I mean, I said, Coach, I see why you took this gig, man. He got, he got, <laughs> you know what I mean? He, uh, because that, that's, that's the lifeblood of your community and your school. You got more young families moving in, hopefully. With with you know with with, with, your, with your kids right there. Let you know? me stop you for a second because yeah. I want to get this. Uh, I got to get the go ahead. business out the way, and then I want to address something that you said because you reminded me of something that we talked about here. Uh-huh. First of all, Eric, good call. Uh, we came back that music. Uh, rest in peace. We lost Coolio. I, I yeah, can't I can't bad. take credit for that. That was a suggestion by Mr. Crenshaw. Oh, okay. Well, nice going, Sam. Okay. Um, yeah, we lost Coolio this past week. Um, I, I it's just hard for me to fathom that. I always going to have when I think of Coolio, I'm going to think of Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, she, they're, they're, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's just like Michelle and Michelle Pfeiffer's got herself in a couple unique positions because, like, when I think of um, Bruno Mars, sometimes I think of Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay, yep. Mentioned her in a song, so mm-hmm. it's an interesting sort of connection there. Uh, again, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com. Um, you were talking about, and this is not where we plan on going, and you're going to bring us up on what's going on locally here. But you talked about the housing that you saw at that place. Yeah, And one of the conversations that you and I had this past week, you had mentioned to me, and I, I didn't really think about it, but you were on top of the fact that, you know, we might get a whole lot of folks relocating from Florida because the high school seasons are over with, whether it's football or other sports. And obviously because of the, the, the issues with the damage that Hurricane Ian caused, that we may see an influx of people from that state, and, and and I want you to continue on that thought because you were bringing it up It's something that this region may benefit from and getting some of those Florida high school players. Well, I mean, benefit, um, you, we, we, well, we aren't looking at the benefit, but we just want to give them an, an opportunity. There will be hardship cases, and some of this happened during the time of Hurricane Katrina, Greg. We had some, you know, young people who couldn't, you know, their season was done, school year was done, and a lot of them, you know, migrated here and, and, and remained here. And, yeah, that's uh, right. and and so I remember doing some stories at some schools, especially some places like Cedar Grove, when they had that role of great state championship teams. 
Maybe a couple of kids that were Katrina kids. They were out there, you know, that that, that migrated to that community and ended up playing. Did on they the actually get called that? Did they actually have that name? I mean, Not maybe of, out I, loud, I, I think, but no. But I think that's what people refer to. Too, and I right. think I don't think it was anything that offended them or anything. It wasn't like they were no. doing anything bad. It's nothing they could control. Uh, a natural disaster comes and, and takes away their their hometown and community. They were thankful, I think, and grateful to be able to come to Atlanta and be received. So, I, I, I you know, you know, that's a long way for for people to come from that part of Florida all the way up to Atlanta, but I could see some of the schools down around the border. And, Eric, you helped me out with this because you headed down that way. I could see them being in, in places like Colquitt, Valdosta, Lounge, other schools that are down there on the Right, because those, Thomas, are, Thomas those are, are a little bit of a shorter, you know, yeah. relocation. Yeah, they're right there on the, on the border. Yeah. I, I could see some of those schools really opening their doors and some of those programs opening up and say, you kids, you want – especially a senior. If you got a senior, you want to still try to play – you feel like you're missing out on a chance to possibly get a, get a scholarship. Uh, and, I, and that's the other thing we have to talk to Dr. Robin Hines with the Georgia High School Association about granting hardship uh, What would be the, and when will they do that. When I talked with him Friday, he had been in touch with the executive director of the Florida High School Association, and they weren't ready yet to say what they needed because they still, Greg, they hadn't been back in mm-hmm. to evaluate what the school's conditions are in. Uh, what the, what what's what's needed in that time? If it's possible for them to reopen, uh, and during the school year, if if they just can't you know, have any place for them to meet and assemble for the rest of the school year. Can I stop you just for a second here yeah. again, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, ninety two nine The Game, ninety two nine The Game dot com. If I'm hearing you guys correctly, are you saying that? Uh, the doors being opened by Georgia schools is going to be more prevalent south of Macon than north of Macon, and well, especially well, around just, the Atlanta I'm area. I'm just saying they have a lot of schools they 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 have to pass by to right, get to. Right? Yeah. Atlanta. What he's saying is why why drive six hours when you can do be- two? Well, or three? maybe maybe because the opportunities are 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 greater. You know, up here, maybe even near Macon, or and of course, obviously in Atlanta. That's all I'm I'm just curious about. I'm not saying it's better, mm-hmm. but there will be more opportunities for a family relocating we're not talking about just the kid right. we're talking about families that are leaving that those regions down there because they've lost pretty much everything and if there's jobs or whatever the case but yeah, you, know. you guys made it sound like and again i'm just hearing you and just questioning whether or not would those downstate schools go we ain't gonna let them get up to atlanta we're not gonna let them get up north of macon so we're gonna we're gonna try and do more to keep them here at least in south georgia well at least i think they will let people know that you if you don't want to go to atlanta because some folks are afraid atlanta some folks, they, they see the traffic we're dealing with. They want no part of it. <laughs> yeah. You know what right. I mean? Good school for your kid or not. They, 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 you know, they want nothing to do with it. And I totally understand. We stuck here. We have to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if they can find, you know, new employment and schools and a situation that the kids can come, it's going to be difficult enough having to leave their friends. Uh, you know what I mean? Leave their schools and things that they were, you know, prepared to do during the school year, especially the seniors. Like I said, it's just like we felt with covid the, the seniors that lost that whole spring, lost all their spring sports, uh, the, these kids have lost everything down there as, as far as, um, you know, just life as far as, as they've known it, but also being able to participate in athletics. So this week what we really want to do, Greg and Eric, what we want to do uh, for the high school football show too, and then we want to be finding out and want to ask anyone uh, if you're doing any type of, um, you know, raising any type of money, funds, or materials for hurricane relief, 
please let us know. Please go to our Twitter, first of all. And uh, we, you, there's a good place for them to go? Yes, and I, I saw the message you sent me on Friday, and I asked around. They hadn't established it, but they said, and I was at a Christian school, mm-hmm. and they said, you know what, we hadn't really talked about it, and I was talking to the coach who happens to be the AD as well. He said, that's probably something we need to explore. So I bet you more schools will probably start doing it. You know, it was really fresh this week. That's a quick thing to put together, but now that they've had a, a week to prepare for it, a lot of schools might be doing it. Shout out, shout out to the Braves. Yep. The Braves sent out their doing it, right? informational that they're doing it. And so. I'm sure I'm sure something will be happening with the Falcons today when people go to the game over there. And Quite we possibly. Out, so, but I know the high school, East community, uh, knows the impact of this when you're talking about touching the lives of, of children and young people. So, um, And we know that our athletic directors at our school systems will probably organize something. We want to make sure we get that information so we can pass it on. Uh, you want to pass it along to me at Twitter at Sam Crenshaw twenty three. You want to bring it to our our our, our, our Twitter page for the High School Scoreboard Show. It's uh, it's HS HS Sports nine two nine HS Sports nine two nine on Twitter. Uh, drop your message there so we can pass it along and let people know what's being done uh, and the help we're going to render this week for uh, for our neighbors in need down in Florida. Want to run down some scores right quick. College scores from yesterday. We know that Georgia escaped Missouri. Uh, with the win last night, they're still they're still undefeated. But will they still be number one? Because Alabama was a lot more impressive in that second half against Arkansas, another ranked team. We could see a change at the top. Stay tuned for that. Georgia Tech was the winner at Pitt. That was good news. Kennesaw State goes to Jacksonville State and loses in overtime, 35-28. First time Jacksonville State has beaten Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State off to a 1-3 start. We mentioned Georgia State winning 31-14 over Army. Uh, Georgia State now 1-4. They play Georgia Southern next week here in Atlanta. Uh, Georgia Southern falls to Coastal Carolina 34-30 last night. Late in the game, Coastal Carolina is now 5-0. Mercer is having a great season. 42-7 winners over Wofford. Uh, Benedict 45, Fort Valley 13. Albany State 20, Miles 3. Homecoming at the alma mater yesterday. Got his hand over his heart. West Georgia 38. Mississippi College 39. Hmm. Uh, hmm. We, lost, we lost homecoming. Yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, West Alabama 37, short of 14. In double overtime, uh, Tuskegee 45, uh, Clark Atlanta 43. Um, Delta State is a winner over Valdosta State. As a, Valdosta State, they're 3-2. and two. They haven't had problems this year. Um, Barry Falls to Birmingham Southern 24 to 10. Uh, LaGrange falls to UNC Wesleyan, 37-22, and St. Andrews, 48.6. Today, Kentucky State plays at Savannah State at 3, and Morehouse plays Edward Waters and wonderful Jacksonville at 2. Um, any thoughts on that game from you, Eric? I just need to see some points scored by the Maroon Tigers. I don't need a victory. I need some points. We're we putting up zeros on the yeah. offensive side of the ball in several of our contests. So, progress. Progress is all I need to see. But um, they moved that game from Saturday to Sunday to, uh, you know, just give um, Edward Waters some time to get their facilities. I'm just happy that they got a chance to play it. Yeah. It's not canceled altogether. Right. You know, because I can't find it. Did Albany State have to cancel? No, they, they Albany State played. They beat Miles 20-3. to 3. Okay. All right. Because there's another game then I saw that said was canceled. 
Well, I know, I, I know Kentucky State is playing at Savannah State today. Okay, well that was our, that was originally a Sunday game. That was not a originally that was a not Sunday a yeah, game. That was not a movement. That was originally a Sunday game. Don't t- ask me why, but it had always been a Sunday game on the schedule. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, a couple of more notes. I think Tennessee State's uh, season went down the tube yesterday. They lost to Lane. They lost to Lane in overtime. Lane is from the SIAC, the Division II program that never beaten Tennessee State before. No. And and uh, Coach Eddie George, that's – Yeah. That's, and, and they were at home for one yeah, of the first times yeah. this season. Yeah. Because they've played everything on the road yeah. up until now or in neutral sites. Yeah. They were back at the place they call the hole. Yeah. Because next week they're at Titan Stadium. Yep. It, or Nissan Stadium, whatever you call it. So – Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, he's got to really change it around fast. Yep. Prairie View beat Grambling 34-14. I mentioned that because Hugh Jackson took the G off the side of the helmets this week down at Grambling. Said they got to earn the G back. And so they didn't earn the G back <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> hey, man. Well, you know, Bubba McDowell is very um, quietly turning Prairie View A&M around. And, and they got a great facility. Yeah. They got a great you know. stadium, but they played this game in Dallas. They played this state fair. Is going on in, in Dallas, right? And so uh, they always play this. They played at the Cotton Bowl. At the Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl, yes. Oh, Cotton Bowl Stadium, you know, yeah. But mm-hmm. for, for like I said, for those NFL coaches who are at the HBCU level, Bubba McDowell is the one who's getting the less of the recognition. Eddie's getting it. Dion's getting it. Um, Hugh Jackson's getting it. The yeah. game. But Bubba McDowell, the Houston Oiler, who was a great NFL safety, mm-hmm. is doing a great job and not getting that national recognition that you know, the other ones are getting. You know what, though? He may be content to fly below the radar for a little bit and just get in there and win some games and get some confidence rolling and see what he can do as far as upsetting some people. So I, I, I like it. Yeah. I, I, I like it. Kaderil C- Hodge, the Atlanta Falcon, who's a Prairie View A&M graduate, yeah. man, he was boasting on social media yesterday when they won <laughs> that game. <laughs> I mean, shouts out to Kaderil Hodge. You know, it's great to see – HBCU products playing in the NFL, but we got one right one right here on Atlanta Falcons. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And speaking of guys getting to go from HBCUs to to the NFL, uh, I mean, th- this week we are uh, everybody's screaming with all these coaches getting fired where Deion Sanders should go. I want them all shut up. <laughs> I've been working with you for eight years. I believe that's the first time you've thrown that out. That was just funny to me. <laughs> Just shut up. I don't know what's funnier, man. The hey, first time you heard, you saw your teacher in the grocery store or you heard your parents cuss. But that was, that, that, I wasn't expecting that. That was funny. Thank you, Sam. You just made me laugh there. All right. <laughs> yeah. But no, great information. I'm sorry. You just, you ended it properly, man. On <laughs> on, on on this day where the first, well, I don't even, I, I just want to leave it at there because I, I can't top that. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Baseball's up next with Corey McCartney. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on the second day of October, and we say to you, good morning, Georgia, again, and a happy, are you ready for this, 71st birthday, 71 to Sting. 
Are you serious? Sting. Where did that's that happen? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Dude been he been a superstar since what, 82, 83, something like that. And dude's made a fortune singing out of key. I don't 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 try this at home. What? What do you mean out of key? But it works but it works for him. I I, I ain't never thought about that. I don't, but, but, I don't but, see him. I don't hear him singing out of key, but I'm, now I'm going to pay attention to it. Corey, have you ever heard Sting sing out of key? That's the wrong Sting you're talking about. What do you mean the wrong Sting? Well, you're talking. The real Sting is the wrestler, and the singer pays him a, uh, a dollar. A guy, he, no. So he pays him reportedly a dollar a year for the rights to use the name. Whoa! Hang on a second. This this is a nugget I ain't heard of before. Say say that again. So uh, the Sting, oh, what's his real name here? I got to get this in a second. It's uh, Gordon. Gordon something. Something. Steve Gordon. Gordon. I know. Gordon. It no, I know it's, him personally. it's not Steve Gordon. Oh, you talking about the wrestler? The wrestler. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. No, the, the well, the the singer is yeah. Gordon, Gordon Sumner. Gordon Sumner. Yeah. Okay. So you the wrestler is Steve Gordon. Now, so he owns the right. He owns the rights to the name Sting, and so the singer pays him reportedly one dollar a year for the rights to use that name. He can afford it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we got to have a telethon hey, for either no, of them guys. That, that, that's not going to hurt him at all. That's pretty good. Thank you, Corey. That was great. Yeah, you got it. Coming, coming with a little nugget here, Corey McCartney, uh, joining Sam and Greg here. For, he's ready for us. This well, morning. you know, I had to, I had to have a conversation with Corey this past week. I said, "Listen, me and Sam, we had to pivot with our show, and I hate asking you to get up in the seven o'clock hour, though he's done it for us before." You know, we got a shelf life to this, to this, and so he's like, "Yeah, man." Plus, Sam, here's the other reason: he 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 getting ready to leave us and go out there and and pull his you know Brian Snitker thing, his Bobby Cox, because his his son's team got a game coming up. And you know how he likes to boast about his 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 travel team, his son's travel team. Oh yeah, yeah. So they got a game apparently coming up, so that's why he's up. You know, but he came he came in with that nugget right off the top, and he's joining us. Anyway, <laughs> listen, uh, we started earlier in the show, Corey, and I know you guys probably talked about this on From the Diamond with uh, Grant McCauley yesterday, but the Braves did two things that they really needed to do in this series against the Mets. A, they've now won the series because they took two out of three, regardless of what happens tonight. But they did it to the top, to the top two aces. They did it to their aces, beat DeGrom, and they beat Scherzer in a way that was, was you know, that sent an actual statement. If we see you again in the playoffs, we ain't scared of you. Yeah, without question. And I mean, obviously, you know, there's still, you know, that nugget, that piece out there that if the Mets win tonight, they still win the tiebreaker. And, you know, that could obviously end up coming into play uh, with what happens over these next three games because there is no game 163 uh, any longer. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't honestly know what bigger statement you could have made. Uh, from the Braves' perspective, and to go out and you know do what they did to those two guys, and, and think about the fact that they had combined you know four home runs from you know from Matt Olson and Dansby Swanson, you know who were struggling mightily in September, their worst months of the season. They both go out and hit, and, and you know and hit homers off these guys. Uh, then you've got you know the uh, home runs from Austin Riley off of them as well. I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, it, they just they just came to play in games they absolutely had to win, and now they're in a really great spot you know, for potential of a sweep going into Sunday night. Good, Sam. <laughs> All right, spend time on the waitfor.com hotline with Corey McCartney. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at Corey J McCartney. All lowercase at Corey J McCartney. All lowercase. 
Corey, thoughts about the fact a couple of bats that have gotten hot right here. We talk about people who are struggling. Olsen's hot right now. Swanson's hot right now. The thoughts about those guys, it just, it's, it's, you know, timing is everything. But the fact that they're the ones who are kind of leading the, the things offensively for the Braves right now. Yeah, so we talked to Austin Riley on Friday before the game. You know, he uh, again, he was just like just like Olson and Swanson. He was uh, statistically having the worst month of his season uh, in terms of a lot of advanced metrics. But you know, Austin said, you know, I, I feel like I'm, my bats are good. You know, my cage works good. My BP works good. He's like, I just need one barrel to get going. And then what did he do? He hits this dead center home run off Jacob Degrom, and it kind of just felt like. You know, the weight came off of everybody. Then you've got, you know, Olsen homers, Swanson homers, and then they come back the next night, uh, you know, and you got Austin coming through, but obviously, you know, deep balls again from, from Swanson and from Olsen. And that's the, the real key to that lineup, right? I mean, as great as Michael Harris the second spin and they move him up to the number three spot, you know the electricity that Ron McKinney Jr. can provide. Um, but if that real, you know, those three guys are not uh, doing anything offensively, this team's in hot water. And, so I think that's why it was so big, not only from the guys that they did it against, but just setting the tone and getting back on track after really rough months, knowing that everything changes from here out and it can be a, you know, what every game going forward means. That is Corey McCartney from the Diamond is a show he does here weekly with Grant McCauley on Sports Radio 929 the game, 929 the game.com. All right, so I mentioned his name earlier. We know about the players and we can dissect what we want to see happening and what they should do, but moving forward, now that we've got this series against the Mets, in your mind, what's more important for for the coaching staff? Is it to line the pitching staff up? preparing for the playoffs or is it to secure that divisional win means in other words you keep your aces going out there not only tonight but against Miami as opposed to resting them for the playoffs because you know we don't we don't win the division it's a wild card we got to deal with but do you again in your mind what's more important right now is it setting up that pitching staff or just going you know balls to the wall to try to get this division and secure it I mean, I think without question, it's trying to get the division and secure because you know Spencer Strider has not thrown yet since he uh, had that discomfort with his oblique. You need to create as much space as possible, you know, to allow him uh, time to figure out what they're going to be able to get out of him. And certainly, you know, if you don't win the division, you've got to roll right. You know, you don't you get no no rest after no, no. the one day rest after the the season to go into that wild three game wild card series. And then there's no rest in the division series after that because they took away the off days, uh, you know, because of the strike. So they have to get that extra rest uh, just in order for one for to get him going. But then, what you know, if you need, what if you need to win game 162? I mean, are you going to throw Freed out there? I mean, I think they need to get this thing wrapped up so they have no question, you know, what what's going to be happening pitching wise uh, coming forward. Spend the time with the waitforit.com outline with Corey McCartney talking Braves. Um, you know, and that's what. That's what you talk about is something you think about. You, you do want to get some guys established and have things going in a certain order going into the postseason. Uh, you know that you're going to be in the postseason. You don't know if you're going to be the division champion or if you're going to be the wild card. Uh, that's still to be decided. Uh, but thoughts about this team, you don't get a chance to really do that. you got to win the games, and you got to play the rest of the games and play them to win in order to wrap up the division the way it's shaping up. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the real thing, right? And it, obviously, you know, it shapes up pretty well for both these teams. I mean, the, the Braves are going to head to Miami after this. The, the Mets are going to host the Nationals. Um, I will say in the Braves' favor, uh, they did announce that Sandy Alcantara's season is over. 
he was in line to pitch that final game of the season for the Marlins. So um, they would not have to worry about him. Uh, actually, TBD in terms of who's going to get that last start for the Marlins right now. But um, again, I mean, it, it, it's changed by you know what happens tonight because if you if you have to win, you know, potentially have to win every game against Miami, uh, then you're you maybe have to even, instead of going you know Elder Odorizzi and then a bullpen game, you may have to look to one of these guys to potentially start uh, in a in a postseason series. And I, I think that's why everything. You know, really hinges on tonight. You know, you got Charlie Morton, Chris Bassett, uh, but the Braves have already taken down the best two the Mets have. So a lot, a lot of pressure on uh, Morton and following suit tonight. You rarely talk about, and, and obviously, so we we concentrate on the Braves. But who should this team worry about when they get into the playoffs that we are not talking a lot about? Is it the Cardinals? Everybody, when you talk about the Cardinals, and by the way, I just love the fact Albert jerked another one out last night. He's sitting at seven oh one. Right, so he's not just at seven hundred; he's above seven hundred. I love that. But is it the Cardinals? Is it the Dodgers? Or is it Milwaukee? <laughs> you know. I mean, I think the thing with the Dodgers is, you know, the, we know the offense is just, you know, I mean, it's it, this is all time kind of stuff that this offense is doing. Uh, you know, pitching wise, they have they, so they lead the majors in, uh, you know, in in in, in war in both sides. Uh, pitching and, and hitting, they you know the, the ERA is the lowest in the majors, but they have some question marks, right? They have some question marks, and who's going to be making up that rotation? They have no idea really who's going to be closing games for them. First, uh, Craig Kimbrell has, has struggled yeah, so mildly, so they, they there is some cracks in the in the, the armor there with them. But I mean, it, it, I mean, if you don't if you if you win the division, you don't have to worry about them until you get to the uh, the NLCS. If you're if you're the wild card, you're potentially going to have to face them in the second round, but. I mean, if the Braves are the division champs, you're going to probably have to worry about the Cardinals. And, um, you know, as great as that story with, with Pujols has been, uh, I, I do wonder about the pitching with them. But, um, man, they, they've been really, really good. Obviously, they've got two guys playing the MVP level in Arenado uh, and uh, Paul Goldschmidt. But uh, I, I think if the Braves get the Padres in the first round, you got to really like their chances. And then, but I just think you want to avoid the Dodgers as long as you can win the division, and that's what happens. Okay. Well, we took them out last year. We take them out this year. We do it again. <laughs> I don't bother me. Just the way this this team is uh, is going and the way they're finishing up. And I know Greg always said, "But well, I, I wish we could go and just get it, get it done, just get it done." Nope. This year they're making us wait. They, they made us wait, and and I'm cool with it. I think it's been a great story. We've written the script a little bit differently uh, because it's a different team. Year one after Freddie Freeman. Uh, and once again, I think it does lead back to eventually we will face the Dodgers and we will have the Freddie Freeman thing be a story once again. A little different because so much happened since the last time. You know, you know, Corey? Yeah, and I, and I think, too, you know, you talk about different stories. I, I think that really speaks. And I know he takes a lot of hits because that's part of the job. But, you know, for, for Brian Snicker to be able to, to put, have this team back in the same spot, Ten and a half games back, right? At one point in this season, there was, you know, there was some analysts that were saying, you know, one guy in particular that's gotten taken a lot of heat on social media was calling this division over with a guy that covers the team out of New York, and he kept him in this race, had put together in a historic June, and now here you are, you know, days left in the season with a chance of a fifth consecutive uh, division title. That coming after a year in which they're not, you know, they're not get to five hundred until uh, August fourth, so. I mean, it's. Uh, I just think it's it's remarkable, you know, what he's been able to help this team do over these past couple of seasons. A different script, and here we are, four games left, and very much still in the chase for another division crown. 
Uh, Corey McCartney, look for him on Saturdays with Grant McCauley now for uh, from the Diamond. Uh, listen, I got I, I want to have some fun with you as we leave you here, um, and that is as we sit here on this day where Hank Aaron hit his last home run for the Braves was on this day. The uh, Braves beat the uh, beat the Reds thirteen to nothing, but it was on this day. Got his last day. The Expos played their last. They got their last win on this day. But you were mentioning the Dodgers. Dusty Baker hit his thirtieth home run. On this day for the Dodgers, it was like 1977. They became the first team to have four players with 30 home runs when Dusty hit his 30th. Corey, I ask you, can you name the other three guys? All names you should know, but just just curious. Ooh, um, Steve no, Garvey's got to be one of them, That's right? right. There okay. you go. Okay. Um. Ron Say. Nice. Yeah, two yep. for two. There we go. Penguin. <laughs> Thank um, you, Sam. That's good. <laughs> this is the one I would have had a little trouble on. I would have had a little yeah, trouble on. I can't on. get the last one. Sam, you want to take a shot at it? Oh, my goodness. All right. We got, we're up against go, go, go it. Go ahead. Reggie Smith. Reggie Smith. There we go. Oh, Reggie there Smith. There go. There's your insignificant information for the day. Hey, Corey, man, good luck with your uh, – your, what time's your game today? With the, uh, your so we play 11, 11 and three today at Chuck Camp uh, at Chuck Camp Park in Smyrna. So ready to get it on. Go uh, fight, win. <laughs> get there him, you man. go. And when we get back here next week. We got to talk about this uh, this MVP. It's not a race, but the MVP of the AL because it's a conversation. It really is. Uh, we don't judge yes, it. Is. Get it. it, but it's a definite conversation. You have a great day. Thank you for getting up and being with us again, Corey McCartney. You can Thanks, hear him Corey. with Grant McCauley on Saturdays Thanks, from the Diamond. Up next, Sam and I are going to put a bow on this uh, this show. But we are just the opening act for a full day of football. Rebecca, right Sam, and Greg. Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, the opening act for a full day of sports Come right on, here on up. the stage. You singing? I'm going to shut up. Go ahead. Come on, get up. <laughs> like Come on, man. Yeah. So anyway, we are. We and it's been a, a jam-packed two hours, and this is what you're gonna get from us on some Sunday mornings moving forward. Be prepared for that. We've got a full day of, of things leading you up to uh Falcons action today against the Browns, obviously. So a couple guys with a couple fantasies are gonna follow us. We're, we're gonna talk to them in a few minutes here. We love them to pieces. They're gonna take you. Um <laughs> they said everybody else bumbles and jumbles up their show. So we're just gonna that? have some fun with it. I'm just gonna go so far the other way. It's that? laughable. But yeah, uh Brian fans. and Bo are gonna join us uh here in just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Then they'll walk you up to the Wade Ford Tailgate show and yep. of course right up to kickoff, the Falcons and Browns. And then tonight we're gonna bring you Tampa Bay. And Kansas City right here on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. A couple things I want to get out of my way, and I know we're going to talk about something else, Sam. I want to thank you, Mr. Crenshaw, personally, and the other people who reached out to me, um, and I'm sure those in our audience who have people who were down in that, um, um, down close to where the hurricane hit in, in South Florida, uh, just the calls and the well wishes and the concerns that I got from people, in my case about my father, I will just tell you right now, he's in a facility, um, a um, assisted living facility that is infinitely more secure than the house he was in. I mean, he is in a nice house, but this is a brick building. And I was not worried about damage to the building, but like 
everybody else down there. They lost power, uh, phone service. Uh, the utilities were kind of coming in and out. But he was safe. He had the caregivers. Uh, as a matter of fact, Sam, one of the caregivers stayed with him one the night the when I think it was Wednesday night when the storm was actually hitting, coming into Fort Myers, his his facility south a little south of Sarasota. Okay. She brought her mother and father because they had lost power in their house. Now they don't have extra rooms in this assisted living location, so they told families that if you know for those who live in florida if you lose power if you want we're going to be feeding folks three meals a day but you can come stay here but you got to bring you know an inflatable bed we don't have any open rooms and that's what some folks did yeah and so she came with her you know and i gave her car blanche listen for what you're doing for my family you can go bring your nephews and nieces if you want right but she brought her um um father i think stepmother and they stayed in my father's room now, the question, and I have to laugh at this because that's the state he's in. Um, he's like, what's all these people doing in my room? <laughs> I'm sure. At, at I'm one sure. Point. I'm and, sure. And, of course, they, they told him, you know, and my father's not debilitated. He's just, you know, he's up with Captain Kirk from time to time. Then he comes back down and he goes back up there. So they told him what he's in. He goes, oh, okay, I understand. You know, and he, two hours later, it's the same kind of comment. But he, he made it through. And again, for those who reached out to me, I wanted to publicly thank them. Um, and again, I'm sure that most people in our audience had, know some people, family members, just know some folks down in that area. And the pictures that we got, despite the the, <laughs> the catfish and other fish that we saw swimming in um, in people's front yards, it was just one of those things that took your breath away when yeah. you saw those pictures. So I, I just want to, I don't want to hang around there, but I wanted to get that out before we left. And also the latest casting call is up 92.9thegame.com slash casting call. And the heading is this, they need a leg amputee looking for, looking for a, a leg amputee. And we've asked for amputees before Sam on the show, but this week I've never asked for this. They need junior high age jazz musicians, which I know is near and dear to both of our hearts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Young, young folks learning how to play jazz. We got some of that around here. Yeah, well, they're looking for it this week. So that's the heading. You'll see the uh, the breakdowns up on the list. Again, if you've got any questions about any of that, greg.clarksonodyssey.com. And, of course, you can see the list right also on uh, Get Cast with Greg on Twitter right now. But a leg amputee and junior high jazz musicians, uh, just a few of the needs this week on Casting Call. Fantastic, 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 folks. Um, I'm, You know, th- th- there's racing going on today yeah. on this Sunday. Uh, matter of fact, we mentioned that F1 is running. Uh, they're going to take off here in about 15 minutes and, and get started. Uh, I think they're in Singapore is where they hmm. are. So they'll, they'll, they'll go on along with your NFLs going. But NASCAR is going on right down the road in wonderful Talladega. Uh, if you're going west on I-20, you need to get moving now because you get closer to race time. That traffic is going to get pretty thick going yeah, in there because it's going to be a beautiful day. Uh, won't be, you know, blazing hot like it is when they come through their early part of the season. It should be a great day for the race down there. Christopher Bell is on the pole uh, for the race with Kyle Larson outside of row one. Got Denny Hamlin, Hamlin, Hamlin and Eric Amarola. Row two, you go back to row four, and Noah Gre- Gregson is driving car 48. That's a deal because that car is usually driven by Alex Bowman, who had to step out of that car this week when he was diagnosed with concussion. He is the huh. second Cup Series driver to suffer concussion and have to miss races. Remember, uh, Kurt Busch has been out of that 45 car here for about the last almost dozen races here. Uh, after he gets, And they both are saying that they had similar crashes. This, gen, this, this next-gen car, 
Right. Uh, it crashes in the back, to the back of him, and it. Uh, Bauman said it was the hardest hit he'd ever felt. So while this huh. car is built and designed to be tough to, 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 to break up, and it doesn't you know fall apart like the other cars did. They designed it that way so you end up purchasing fewer cars, and you can take that one just you know modify it from week to week rather than having to have a separate car for each and every track. There is something else that the drivers are not liking about this car, and this this week our very own Chase Elliott, who's the most popular driver and the defending and is a one one cup championship, um, is complaining as well. He is logged in and saying he's not crazy about this car. He says it feels like it's a step back, backward for safety for NASCAR. And Chase Elliott really, he doesn't say a whole lot about issues. Right. If he has issues about something, he's kind of like grandmama. Baby, if you can't say nothing good, don't say nothing. You know, it, that, that, that's him. Well, he, it, if, he, if he doesn't like something, he, and rather than say he doesn't like it, he just won't give a comment. But he made a comment about this and about this car. So we watched him because you know what running at a super speedway does always. They're going to be in the draft today. Nobody wants to lift. Everybody's going to be going over 200 miles an hour. And two, when somebody's going to get out of line, tap somebody else, and before you know it, 15 cars are going to be towed up. Yep. So, so, I mean, that's what always happens at Daytona and Talladega. But as we get, the, you know, just like today, concussion will be the conversation before the NFL plays. Concussion is going to be the conversation before this race takes place at Talladega today. And so it's something else to, to think about as you uh, watch and enjoy your NASCAR going real fast today. Man. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, that's, that's one of those bucket, li- bucket list places um, that is on my list. I don't know when I'm going to get over there. I, I, I've been over there on yeah. two amazing races. I, I, I was there, uh, my goodness, just up on the roof the day that Bill Elliott came from two laps down under, uh, under green flag racing. It wasn't caution. Hmm. It, that's his car just made up two laps under green, and he won. <laughs> and that that was incredible to see that. And also uh, the first race there after Davey Allison passed, and oh, okay. uh, and uh, yeah. Robbie Gordon drove the twenty eight car, and uh, it's rather eventful race. Neil Bonnet's car turned upside down, and there was a car I forget who drove it who left the track. He went around and it flew right up over the wall, over the fence, and out. Of the track, we said this dude is dead. Yeah, and he, really? and he came he came walking back up covered with mud from head to toe, but 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 very much alive. <laughs> but I, I mean, I've actually seen a car fly out of that of that racetrack over Talladega. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, again, Sam and Greg Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com. You know, what? I, I for- <clears throat> forgot to mention earlier what's, what's that? when I was doing the casting call, and I'm sorry, this is just something. Um, we were talking about the uh, the Mannings earlier. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, and how. Peyton is going to be instrumental in helping the NFL put together the Pro Bowl or those uh, skill yeah. events that are going to take place. But I, I tripped into Eli Manning's show this past week um, that he is he, he does, and he was talking to Bill Murray. And they went around New York, and, all, and they were talking about a number of things with Bill Murray and so on and so forth. But you remember the movie Stripes? Oh, yeah. Bill Murray told Eli Manning that the original script for Stripes was not for him. It was for, of all people, Cheech and Chong. Oh, man. Now, think about that for a second. Wow. That movie, Ooh. Cheech and Chong in the Army. Wow. But, yeah, the original script for Stripes. I can't picture Cheech and Chong in the Army. Well, see, we've talked about this, and I know Eric's jumped in a couple times when you talk about people who were supposed to get certain roles, you know, that we now find iconic with that particular actor. Yeah. You know, so-and-so was – could you have seen um, Tom Selleck as Indiana Jones? Yeah, possibly. 
possibly, but but I, I like Harrison Ford better. Yeah, you know. Okay, but, but I can't see Cheech and Chong doing something with the military. <laughs> I can't get back. As the show winds down, it's time for us to cover some of the things we haven't yet, as we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed. Sam and Greg. And, and Sam, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, Greg no. told Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. No, 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 no Eric, don't apologize. It's time to do it. That's why we have to do that sort of thing. I talked to you earlier about Morgan State being founded on this day. <coughs> the first comic strip happened, Sam, on this day. Josephine Baker performed for the first time overseas. You don't know who Josephine Baker is? Google her. Uh, the first Charlie Brown strip, too. And it was called it was Charlie Brown and Little Folks. In little, the comic strip, little folks, and it was eventually changed to peanuts. Okay, but it was they called them little folks. Alfred Hitchcock and Rod Serling both started their shows on this day in '59. The Twilight Zone. Good evening. All, <laughs> yes. Good evening. All all members of the Grateful Dead were arrested on this day by the Narcs on on uh, in 1967. They were doing speaking a show. Of, San speaking of Chong. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, 1967, Thurgood Marshall became the first black Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm. Happened on this date. Man, we remember this. you old enough, unfortunately, or see the footage of it. Larry Holmes just took it to Muhammad Ali, who was coming off a two-year layoff, 1980. That was, I think, the last real beating that he took. I don't know if it was one more after that, but this yeah. was the day. Hey, it was and one more. the first game of Atlanta Thrashers happened on this day. It was a four to one loss to the to the Devils. Uh, birthdays go out: Groucho Marx, Bud Abbott of Abbott and Costello. We lost them not too long ago. Maury Wills, Johnny Cochran would have been his birthday today. Steve Sable talked about Sting being forty, uh, excuse seventy one, and Mark Rippin. Okay, kind of condensed one today here. Yeah, we do. Uh, nice. Insignificant information again. The casting call is up. I want to thank Corey McCartney for being a part of the show, and um, again, just thanks to everybody for. Uh, what you do, what you have done, the thoughts and prayers that have come my way, but I'm sure for uh, Sam and I and everybody at our station doing what we could um, for those folks in Florida. And we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. We found out the things that they need. We, we, we got the two dudes here. We got the two dudes? The, the, the two dudes. Did they bring their fantasies? <laughs> well, we're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, got- gents. Morning, guys. We, uh, uh, tell me how you guys are, are handling this early game. Because you guys got an early game today. You don't you don't get to, to, mm-hmm. to wait until 1. So first thing you got to do, anybody listening out there, remember that there is an early game. It's at 9.30. So make sure that you have any Vikings or Saints in your lineups already. Make sure they're in their starting spots too and not in the flex spots so you can keep those flex flexible. I'm really glad you brought that up. That was like the first thing I had on my sheet. Just stop what you're doing right now. Make sure you have Because this, this would happen. People might sleep in. People might oh, we oh, it's that first London game. It's 10-15, and maybe you didn't make the switch, you know, because there's a couple of injuries with that game, too. I can't. Bo's mic's not on. Can, is he there? Uh, not, not happening. No, man. Why, do we- sure. Why don't you get next to Sam? You guys do like the Beatles used to sing together in the same mic. Hang on, you- hang on a second. Hang on a second. I don't know why that why that's not happening. Yeah, I can't hear him. I think that I think this one's on. Wow, that was surprising. It was working. We, just did fine. we not pay the Did we not pay the bill this month? Yeah. yeah, there we go. It was working fine Friday night. Hmm. Okay. So if you're one, if you're one of those people that only uh, adjust your fantasy lineup like once a week, there are some inactives in this game that you're going to want to get out of your lineup. Like Mike Thomas is probably the biggest one, not playing, and then of course Jameis Winston. I don't know how many. Fantasy managers out there, maybe two quarterback leagues or something like that, where even starting Jameis Winston. But if you got some of those guys in there, it's time to just like BG just said, you know, get out of bed, adjust those lineups immediately. You got time to take a nap before the game starts. Yeah, <laughs> and it was. I, 
Oh, go ahead, Greg. No, 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 no. Yeah, finish, finish your thought. Oh, no, I was just going to say it's really nice of them to actually give us some good London games this year, too. So even though the Jags are actually good, they're going to be there a little bit later on this year. But got some good matchups this time. That and the Thursday games, which are really nice this year, too. Yep, yep. Um, go ahead, Greg. Well, I like to have these guys, because they're going to talk football for the next hour, but they don't get a chance to exercise their baseball Muscle when when you know when they come on. I guess you guys don't because you're talking all football. So mm-hmm. I just really wanted to ask you to. I didn't get a chance to go into a deep dive with it with Corey McCartney, but shouldn't there be a bigger conversation about the AL MVP this year? I mean, everybody's ready to hand it off to Aaron Judge, but what we see it coming out of Anaheim is just special. And I don't know that a guy who's got that pitch. I mean, you just talk about what he's done as a pitcher. That's going to get himself a top contract. Let alone what he's done at the plate. Your thoughts on that? How about Anaheim getting one of the two best or getting the two, one of the two best, two of the best players in the American yep. League for $30 million in Shohei Otani? I mean, that's just phenomenal right mm-hmm. there. If the a- Angels are not eliminated from contention already or if they're even in the mix at all, I think it's a conversation. That's the biggest reason why people are ready to just hand it over to Aaron Judge. I'm with you, Greg. I think it's Otani. But uh, the Yankees are, you know, going to win the division. Make the playoffs. And so they're in that's, New York. That's where that. And he's going to get the triple crown probably. And the last time that's yeah. happened was Cabrera, what, in 12? Anyway, I just want to – I know you guys like talking baseball a little bit, so I want to throw that at you before we leave here. Yeah, and there's been a recent triple crown winner. There's not been a recent Shoei Otani, you know. Not so. at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, that's the thing, Greg. It's uh, the media is needy. We need a new story. You know, it's like Shohei – oh, that was last year, the guy who was Babe Ruth. Can't give mm-hmm. it to him twice, you know. It's like this is – we haven't seen anything like this in our lifetime. Of course he's the MVP. And we don't – we. This, of course, this wasn't our lifetime, but we really didn't see anything like this with Babe Ruth either. Like, Babe Ruth right. hitched, then he hit. Yeah, not to this extent. Doing it at the same time. Yeah. And you he know? never went west of the Mississippi either, so don't get me started on that. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sam, take it from here. You guys have yourself a great day. Mr. Crenshaw, send us out. All right. Coming up, don't, don't forget, coming up, uh, we got uh, out, of, out of Mercedes-Benz Stadium, John Chuckery and you, and you Douglas, going to be out there when you go out for the Wade Ford Tailgate Show. So stop by and say hello. Falcons pregame, 1 o'clock kickoff. Um, no, not kickoff. No, Falcons pregame, 11 o'clock kickoff at 1 o'clock for the Browns. And later today, Kansas City and Tampa Bay. Yes, they are playing in Tampa Bay tonight. 7.30 pregame, 8.30 kickoff. Coming up next, oh, two dudes, same fantasy. Getting you all set to get your fantasy football teams ready for the week. I'm Sam on the other side of the glass. Eric, exemplary work as always. Have a great week, everybody. Stay safe. And keep it here at Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929thegame.com.